This is Keep Up. I'm your host, Cynthia Dill. It's Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021, Election Day. And this is a special edition show to give you an update on the Cape Elizabeth housing referendum. The final numbers are in. There were 33 petitioners altogether, including me. Uh, I personally delivered all of the petitions to the town clerk, containing 1,197 signatures of Cape residents, as you may recall. The number we need to be certified is about 865, so we've submitted 1,197. All the petitions were notarized either by me or Stephanie Anderson, the former Cumberland County prosecutor, and I think that's worth noting because, A, Stephanie Anderson is, I think, a trustworthy person when it comes to the handling of evidence, and so it was a good person for me to work with on this project because it's not just a political job, it's also just the legal job of preserving the petitions and making sure they're properly notarized and making sure that there's a custody, you know, a chain of custody of of the originals to the town clerk, et cetera, et cetera. So it's worth noting that she and I were the two that took all of the oaths. It's also, I think, in case it's not obvious, a bipartisan (laughs) effort because I was the former Democratic state senator and state rep, also served on the town council, ran as a U.S. Senate uh, candidate as a Democrat, and also served in national um, conventions as a national delegate as a Democrat. And Stephanie is a Republican, had been elected as a Republican prosecutor for Cumberland County for many, many years also ran for state senate as a Republican, and I believe currently serves as the chair of the Cumberland County Republicans. So this is a bipartisan uh, team of lawyers who were doing the collecting and um, handling of the petitions. I would say that the petitioners themselves, though, were made up of roughly three groups. Um, the first group is people like me, sort of independently opposed to the project for their own reasons and came to the petition effort sort of just on their own, wanted to be, uh, you know, do something about this project for their own reasons. I think it's hopefully by now clear why I'm opposed to the project on many, many levels. I live across the street from it. Um, I think it's a complete ripoff. I think that it doesn't provide anything that we need or want will not provide workforce housing. The list goes on and on. But And there's people who have their own reasons that make up about, there was nine people in that group, like me, who collected 407 signatures. So that's the first group of sort of just loners um, who are opposed to the project. Nine of them collected 407 signatures. The next group is the Cape Elizabeth Republicans. And I would say that between Stephanie Anderson and Jessica Sullivan, they... Um, they had about 16 petitioners who collected 463 signatures. And again, this isn't a science. Some of these people may not necessarily be Republicans, but the group that I consider to be associated with the Cape GOP or um, about 16 people, and they collected 463 signatures. The third group, of course, was the Save Our Center group. And and by that, I don't mean a group. I mean volunteers um, from Save Our Center. There was eight volunteers from the group Save Our Center who collected 327 signatures. So that, despite all of these facts in plain sight, um, on file in the town hall as 
public documents. And despite my um, repeated statements publicly in this podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and I've written columns about it and um, communicated with the town clerk, my communication is also part of the public record about organizing the petition. I've said it over and over that I am responsible for writing the petition and distributing it to a group of volunteers who then collected signatures. And as I said, the group was roughly divided into three categories, Save Our Center being about eight you know, people who collected 327 signatures. That's about a quarter of the signatures. And so they were definitely an important component, and we couldn't have perhaps achieved the goal without Save Our Center. But the frustrating thing from my perspective as somebody, as a consumer of the news, as a, as a consumer of the news who just expects facts to be, especially obvious facts, to be reported, it was really frustrating uh, to see the stories yesterday. Um, I'll just give you two examples. Um, first of all, yesterday, uh, when I'm not doing this podcast or doing my other media content, I am a lawyer and I have a practice and it's in Portland and I represent litigants in federal civil cases and had a federal judicial settlement conference yesterday, which takes up most of the day. You do get a break occasionally to check your email, and so I did, and there was an inquiry from Channel 8, one of the reporters um, sending me an email that they want to, um, you know, talk to somebody who organized the petition. So I said, and I'll just read you, um, the email said, Hi, hello, Cynthia, this is Jim Keithley with Channel 8. I just left you a voicemail. I'm hoping to get in touch with you or someone connected with the petition drive for Save Our Center. So obviously that doesn't make sense because there was no petition drive for Save Our Center. Uh, but I got back to him. I organized the petition drive, and I'm not connected with any group. I'm in a court conference most of the day. You can listen to this if you want to or if you want more information. And I provided a link to my podcast, the last podcast, where I explicitly described in detail how the petition drive was organized and my involvement of it from drafting the petition to enlisting the various petitioners to collecting the petitions to <laughs> taking the oath to delivering the original petitions to the town hall and to reporting that information um jim got back to me i was just looking into interviewing one of the folks that organized the petition drive any other names you can share so i got back to him i organized it and 32 people including me collected signatures the names of other petitioners are public and i'll let you contact them directly then he said, this was around 1.30. He said, um, well, I'm in town hall. People are running around with the election prep. I can't get my hands on the uh, list of names. Can you, you know, think of anyone? I sent him a name. Tim Reiniger is a petitioner running for town council, provided the phone number. So um, that was around 1. So the story gets reported at 5, uh, this guy's story. And he, he, he begins the story saying, Opponents of a proposed affordable housing project in Cape Elizabeth say they have gathered enough signatures to force a referendum to stop it. And then later he says, quote, the group Save Our Center gathered more than 1,100 signatures from registered voters to fight the development. That is more than 865 required to hold a referendum, close quote. Now, as I said, um, I am the source of of the information about the petitioners like like my testimony in other words would be admitted at trial because I actually took the oath of the people who collected the signatures I witnessed the originals I delivered them to town 
Hall, and I have copies of all the petitions. So even despite my telling this reporter that I organized the petition effort, and this is on top of me serving, I have served in various capacities in state government as a state senator for Cape Elizabeth, as a state representative. I've been reelected, you know, several times. I um, have been on the town council. I'm, as I said, admitted, you know, to practice law in, in several jurisdictions, federal courts, which includes when, you know, you, when you are a lawyer, you have a professional responsibility to be honest in your everyday life. So despite that, um, this reporter just states as a fact that's not true that the group Save Our Center gathered the signatures. And it's it's also repeated in a story by um, Kelly Bouchard in the, in the Portland Press-Herald yesterday. In her story, she says, quote, Save Our Center announced on its website and town officials confirmed that it submitted 1,125 registered voter signatures to the town clerk, Deborah Lane, on Friday. Again, that's just not true. I mean, is it? You know, yes, it's true. The Save Our Center website used the information that I had, I wrote in an email to petitioners um, without attributing me as the source. And, you know, that's a little bit annoying and a little bit unprofessional, but um, that's, and, and, you know, that's... That's what they did, but it's not, it's just not true that the town confirmed that Save Our Center submitted the petitions because that's that's not at all what happened. And and into simple like FOA or a simple like minuscule investigation or just a just a you know believing something that I said to directly <laughs> to these people, they just choose to just not even report that according to. Uh, you know, this person, they just fill in the blanks of the story that they've already written in their head. And that's why we keep seeing um, this sort of woke police helping, you know, abetting these projects go up everywhere, uh, because nobody reports on the millions of dollars that the developers are making in these very sophisticated transactions. There's a formula that the, the, the reverberation of all of these transactions ultimately ends up that very, very rich people get a lot richer and don't pay taxes, and the middle class uh, pays for it, and poor people, people who need help uh, or need opportunity, are not getting it. This is not at all a response that is helpful in, in any level, and it's so expensive, and it's millions of dollars in profit. So this is taxpayer, you know, subsidized, for-profit, low-income housing in one of the wealthiest communities in the state of Maine. It makes absolutely no sense. It makes no sense at all. And the 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 newspapers, every time they report a story, they include the photographs, the, the, the fake photographs, the marketing materials of the developer. I've submitted a letter to the editor that was not published. Uh, it, it so it's um, it's been a good experience uh, at, on a lot of levels for me, and it's just confirmed, unfortunately, though, that um, <laughs> you know, you just you really the media is not doing its job when it comes to these issues, um, and that's unfortunate. But thanks to the new media, including this podcast, you can get 
updates about the Cape Elizabeth housing referendum right here. I'll keep you posted. And until next time, take care.